Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We've been talking the last few weeks about some really hard topics. Mm. We've talked about anxiety and depression and even suicide. And we have asked for your questions about these topics that we can answer. And so keep sending them because on our next Real Talk video, we're going to answer them. We're gonna have a little question and response time and we'll get to as many as we can. So keep them coming, comment on YouTube, on Instagram, send us an email, however you wanna hit us up, we wanna answer those. So in light of sort of all those topics, I wanna talk about another one and that is just mental illness. Mm -hmm. And what does, if anything, what does the Bible say about mental illness. And so let me just throw you a couple stories from the mm -hmm. Bible and we'll kind of react to those. So there is a story in Matthew chapter 17. A dad comes to Jesus and says, there's something wrong with my son. Uh, he, and the word he uses is he turns into a lunatic. That's yeah. actually the word he uses, yeah. right? And he kind of like loses his mind so much so that uncontrollably he'll like fall into the fire mm. or he even will uh, fall into water. Mm. And the dad's afraid he's going to hurt himself or yeah. drown, right? So there's that story. There's also a story in Mark chapter 5 where Jesus encounters a man who is living away from everybody else and seems to just be like in torment. Mm -hmm. So much so that he, the Bible says he's cutting himself with rocks. Uh, they've tried to like chain him mm -hmm. uh, so that he won't hurt himself or anyone else and he just breaks the chains. And so, okay, I read those stories mm -hmm. and my initial reaction is there sounds like there's some illness there. Mm -hmm. Some physical maybe, but some mental illness mm -hmm. just at, at first reading. Mm -hmm. Both of those stories go on and Jesus' cure for both of these people is to cast out a demon. Yeah. We find out that they're both under demonic activity. Yeah. So just let me throw that at you. React to that, that the stories in the Bible where it kind of looks like mental illness have some spiritual activity in them. Yeah. I mean, interesting that Jesus is found in the Bible healing all kinds of illnesses. Yeah. And here's two examples where it seems like he's handling the healing of mental illness, yeah. that something is really mentally wrong with these individuals, just another body part, our brains are yeah. impacted by sin and the fall and cause problems going on mentally. And so Jesus, just like he gives somebody their sight back or gives people the ability to walk again, he's able in those moments to restore them mentally so that they're able to go back and live in society. So really cool that his healing power is over every aspect of our humanity. Oh, yeah. right. And yet we can say that he didn't, just like he didn't heal everyone physically, he doesn't heal everyone mentally. Yeah. It, those examples were ones where he said there's direct connection to the demonic. Right. Really interesting that how does demonic demons, Satan, evil specifically work play out in our lives and the real active presence of satanic demonic forces that sometimes we wind up underestimating yeah. and maybe we don't talk about in the church or in society, but are real, prevalent then and prevalent today, right? Right, absolutely. And of course we have so much science and medicine today, mm -hmm. but the way we describe things might be different. And so I even wonder some of those biblical accounts if 
Did they have the language that we have today? Yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't have the full vocabulary and understanding of yeah. medical things, mental illness, things like that either. So how they write it might, might be different than how we would describe yep. it today too. And yet still Jesus in these specific ones says these specific issues are demonic right. oppression. Does that mean every mental illness is demonic? And the answer would be no. Right. That's not true. That's not the case. So what does it look like in our world today yeah. with very real possibilities that something could be demonic, spiritual, mm -hmm. a spiritual oppression mm -hmm. versus a mental illness that needs physical care, mental care like any other doctor would need to care for someone mentally? Right. Yeah. If you have... Uh uh, broken something in your body, a gallbladder, you would see a doctor for that. And so in the same Do way... Do have gallbladders? I hope you have. I mean, I, oh, you yeah, were I born guess, with one. That's right. Yes, yes. So just like that. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I was thinking of a gizzard. <laughs> okay. no, we don't have gizzards. I think birds have gizzards. We'll look that up later. Yes. Okay. Just like if something that was broken in your body, uh, like an organ or something, you'd see a doctor. Well, if there's something kind of broken in our yeah. mind, we need to see a doctor. Yeah. And yet, there is a spiritual component to everything. Physical, Agreed? yeah, physical everything. and mental, mm -hmm. right? Right. Let me read you a quote. This is from C.S. Lewis, a guy that we both love. He says, There are two equal and opposite errors into which we can fall about the devils. So understanding demonic activity. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy mm -hmm. interest in them. React to that. Oh man, such great wisdom. He's, I think what C.S. Lewis is saying and reminding us is, oh, we have to recognize that there are spiritual forces at play in our lives. There are demonic activities. Satan is real, yeah. we would say in Christianity. And yet we can't be looking for him around every bush and attributing to demonic forces every little thing that happens. Right. So when someone is physically or mentally ill, could that be the work of the evil one? Of course it could be. But is every mental illness, every physical problem attributed to the work of Satan? And the answer is no. C.S. Lewis, I think, is calling us to a reality. Mm-hmm. Where the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. but against dark forces, spiritual forces that are alive and active in our world. That's a very real thing. And yet, we can't look for demons around every corner. If we spend way too much time focusing on the demonic or the spiritual or satanic, we're going to get off track. If we ignore it, we're going to be off track. So there's some sort of balance in the middle where Jesus is inviting us not to be afraid, not to be ignorant, yeah. to deal with the reality that there are spiritual forces at play in our world. Could that be what's happening in some of the mental illness conversations and realities of some people in our society today? I think it could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that I sort of struggle with is maybe seeing the church's role and how mm -hmm. we talk about mental illness, but also just like how we're dealing with it as a society. And, and I'm not going to make the case that we've ever been great, but we've sort of ebbed and flowed of the systems that we have. So rewind a few decades and we had mental health care in mm. mental health hospitals. Yeah. We said, well, we don't want that. We don't think that those are functioning well. So we got rid of, we scrapped all of that, right? But it kind of, now we have a new problem is that we have mental illness 
being untreated. Mm -hmm. We have people that are mentally ill that are incarcerated that yeah. shouldn't be. No. They, they belong where they can get mental health care. Yes. We have people, you know, all along the West Coast, there's an epidemic in these large cities of homelessness and mm -hmm. substance abuse that is in large part attributable to mental health yeah. illness. What, what do we do? Because what we're doing now is like, it's not working. We're not giving people the care that they yep. need. And I, I think it's at what C.S. Lewis said. I think to ignore the spiritual component mm. means we're not answering these questions and we're not dealing with them in the church. But as a society, sometimes we just want to slough this off as just throw it under the carpet and not deal with it. But you can't push off real things that are either happening mentally because of mental brokenness, something is wrong yeah, mentally right. and it needs to be cared for and you can't shelf off what's happening spiritually and because we've ignored in some ways both we are we have an epidemic in our culture where we're ignoring all of it and because of it i think we're seeing some brokenness at a very high level that i want as a church to be the kind of place that deals with this directly and yeah. cares about people but it's hard to figure out exactly how to do that, right? I think right. we don't have the answers to that, but we need to do something. We can't yeah. be satisfied with too high of incarceration of mentally ill people, homelessness that's attributed to mental illness. Yeah. What is our role? Right. Yeah, I can't solve all society's problems necessarily, but just thinking through as the church, like how can we give a place where uh, people struggling with mental illness have a voice, a place where they can suffer through some of these things? You know. There's been a bunch of studies that have actually said that there are tangible benefits to religion for people struggling with mental illness. Mm -hmm. That being a part of a local church, for example, having relationship has a tangible benefit to, not just a feel-good benefit, but a medical benefit to that person. Yeah. So like, we have to create opportunity and space in our ministries for um, everyone to be ministered to. Yep. And and I think the reality of community and in this whole conversation of suicide, anxiety, fear, mental illness, there's a huge part of what we do as Christ followers where we live connected lives together and what's happening even in our mental darkness when it comes into light and we're connected with other people, is that going to solve everything? No. Go to the doctor. Yeah. We need other tools as well. Right. But yes, people that are struggling mentally, if they can have a place that they can come and people to be connected with, that's of course going to make a difference. I, I really feel though that there, it, it, we have to deal with it. There's lots of solutions to, to consider, but we have to acknowledge that there's a problem, yeah. both in, in the church and in society. society. Yeah, yeah. So there are oodles of questions we could take on on this topic. We're gonna try and answer a bunch in our question and answer, but let me just, one more question here. Let me throw this out to you. As we look at this, um, the impact of spiritual activity, of demonic activity, how do we push back against that? We do, our, our, our fight is against things going on in the heavenly realm, the spiritual forces of darkness, not against flesh and blood. Okay, how do we wrestle against that as yeah. it affects our mental health? Yeah, and I think knowing as a Christ follower that you are inhabited by the Holy Spirit. So when you come to know Jesus, the Spirit of God takes up residence in your heart and you cannot be possessed by a demon. Can you be afflicted or oppressed by a demon? Oppressed? Is that the word? Sure. By a demon? Yes, you can go through temptation and struggle, but they can't live inside you because Jesus lives right. inside you, which is an incredible freedom. And 
we can look at Ephesians chapter 6 and go, what do we do? We put on the full armor of God, which is praying and reading God's word and learning together and being connected together. And that does push back the forces of evil that are happening in our lives as followers of Christ. And we can pray that the darkness that's happening in our communities we can do something about and we can help and serve and encourage and bring hope to dark places. So we have a role. Yep. We can do something. Cool. I feel like we've invited even more questions just in our conversation today. Yep. So I'm looking forward to our next video when we get to talk uh, about these questions and answer many of yours. We'll see you next time on Real Talk. Real Talk.